You're listening to a podcast from St. Bart's to find out more about our church or to take a next step. Visit stbarts.com.au. So I encourage you to have that Bible reading open as we go through that this morning, Matthew 28, beginning at verse 16. Let's begin with prayer. Almighty Father, as you have given us your word, give us now your spirit that we may understand and live the things which we hear. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning we conclude our Invitation of Jesus series with Jesus' final invitation before he ascended into heaven. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Last week we looked at Jesus' invitation of compassion and care. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Back to the first week of the series, we considered Jesus' invitation to discipleship as he invited his first four disciples to come follow me. We see a strong connection between the first words of commissioning to his disciples and these final words of commissioning. At the beginning, Jesus says he will prepare his disciples to be sent out to fish for people. In this final invitation we focus on today, Jesus sends out his disciples telling them, go for me and fish for people. Go and make disciples. Jesus, in a sense, commissions his disciples to be representatives or ambassadors of the kingdom of God. English diplomat Sir Henry Wotton famously defined the role of an ambassador in this way. An ambassador is an honest man sent to lie abroad for the good of his country. Until the invention of fast, long-distance travel and instant communications, rulers sent diplomats to speak for them in foreign countries and report back on what they saw. Benjamin Franklin was ambassador to France at the most crucial time in American history, the American Revolution. The French public viewed Franklin as a representative of Republican simplicity and honesty an image that Franklin actively cultivated. And the result? A rage for all things Franklin and American swept France, assisting American diplomats and the French foreign minister in pushing for an alliance. This resulted in French support for the Americans and the Continental Army. And Franklin eventually negotiated the Treaty of Paris in 1783, ending the American War of Independence. Franklin was an effective ambassador because he honestly represented the values and ideals of his people. As Christ's ambassadors, we won't get very far if we lie 
or if we don't live according to our words. After all, a hypocrite is easy to identify and damages the witness of the gospel. If we are to be faithful to Jesus' invitation, then we have to live out the gospel faithfully in word and deed. Jesus invited his disciples to go for him as he commissioned them to be disciple makers. If we look back at the commissionings of the Old Testament, the person called usually protests their suitability. Moses resisted God's call, giving five reasons why he couldn't lead the Israelites out of slavery. Isaiah said he couldn't be God's prophet because he was a man of unclean lips who lived among a people of unclean lips. And even Peter, in Luke's account of his call, says to Jesus, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. But as sinful as we all are, God, in his gracious love, uses us to advance his mission in the world. The Great Commission is grounded in Jesus' authority as he called them to go to all nations, teaching them everything that Jesus had taught them. Jesus prefaces his invitation with a reference to his authority, which is the foundation of the task he gives his disciples. In verse 18, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. We read that he met his disciples on a mountain. If we go back to the beginning of Jesus' ministry, the devil took him to a very high mountain, showing him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor, and tempted him this way. All this I will give you if you will bow down and worship me. The devil tempted Jesus with authority over the earth even though Jesus was the Son of God and King of the universe. Even though authority over the nations wasn't really Satan's to bestow, he offers Jesus an easy way. Worship him. But this meant rejecting the Father's way, the way of the cross. Jesus responded to this temptation with these words, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. He was sent by the Father and remained faithful to his plan as he prayed to the Father in the garden before his crucifixion. My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. The disciples gathered to meet Jesus on the mountain. Even though some doubted, the disciples worshipped him. They recognised him as the risen and living Lord. Jesus humbled himself to become human, but he was now about to return in glory to the Father. Throughout, Jesus, throughout his ministry, Jesus had shown aspects of his authority. In Matthew 4, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. He showed his authority over illness. 
In Matthew 8, Jesus demonstrated authority over the weather and evil spirits. In verse 26, in the boat, Jesus got up, rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. In verse 32, Jesus said to the unclean spirits, Go! So they came out and went into the pigs, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and died in the water. And then in Matthew 9, Jesus demonstrated authority to forgive sins. Some men brought to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. But after Jesus' death on the cross and rising to new life, all authority on heaven and earth was given to him. So Jesus clearly links his authority with his commissioning of the disciples. And we see that with the use of one word, therefore. Jesus says, therefore, given authority has been given to me, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The disciples will go and work in the power and authority of Jesus. The most important part of this invitation, so in the original Greek, it is the imperative, like a command, is to make disciples. People become disciples when they repent of their sins. They turn away from them and they turn away from their own path. And then they place their trust in Jesus as Lord and Saviour. Jesus offers everyone the gift of salvation through faith in him. As Paul wrote to the Romans in chapter 10, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. We can only make disciples if people hear about Jesus and what he's done. As Paul continued in Romans 10, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Now Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations. 2,000 years after he spoke these words, we can sometimes question certain elements of this invitation. Does Jesus really mean go? And does Jesus really mean all nations? And is Jesus really talking to me? Well, the short answer to all of these questions is yes. So let's look at what else Jesus says about going and making disciples of all nations uh, in other places in the scriptures. In Luke, Jesus appeared to his disciples and he said this, this is what is written, the Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. And then in Acts, Acts records Jesus saying to the disciples, 
You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. There is a definite direction to the spread of the gospel. First Jerusalem, then Judea and Samaria, and then to all nations. Local, national and international. But this can only happen if we go. Now, we might only have to walk next door or get in the car and drive to work. But God might call us to go further, even overseas, to a different culture even. But if we don't go ourselves, God calls us to support others to go through prayer and financial support. Jesus says that those who become disciples are to be baptised. Baptism involves the public declaration of faith in Jesus. And the waters of baptism unite us to Christ's dying and resurrection. As the water indicates that we die to sin and rise to new life in him. Now we don't make disciples by baptising them, but new disciples should be baptised to mark the beginning of their journey with Christ. Jesus completes his invitation to go for him, to make disciples and baptise them with these words, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus says that making disciples is only the beginning. New disciples need to be taught everything. That is all things that Jesus commanded them. Just as Jesus invited the disciples to take his yoke upon them and learn from him, the disciples are called to teach new disciples as they come to faith in Jesus. The disciples should follow the example of Jesus, coming beside these new disciples, sharing the load and ensuring that their yoke is easy and their burden is light. Now today we have so many resources to help mature disciples of Jesus. We have the four Gospels, which contain the teachings of Jesus and centuries of wisdom about their meaning and application. There are multiple reputable courses, such as the Ridley Certificate, which encourage us to learn more about Jesus and his will for our lives. And we can learn from one another as we gather in small groups to study God's word and pray for each other. And if we think, and it probably is, that going or making disciples or baptising new believers or teaching them everything that Jesus has commanded is too difficult for us, then Jesus promises that we will not be alone in these tasks. There is one more sneaky all in this invitation. Jesus promises to be with us always. He'll be with us each and every day as we seek to make and mature disciples of Jesus Christ for God's glory. And Jesus also promised to send us a helper for this task. In Luke, Jesus says, I am going to send you what my Father has promised 
but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Jesus then says in Acts, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. As the book of Acts demonstrates so clearly, the Holy Spirit will go before us, preparing hearts and minds to receive the gospel and guide and sustain us as we go. Friends, Matthew's gospel ends with the expectation of continued mission and teaching. Matthew can be divided into a number of sections which always finish with a block of Jesus' teaching. But this final section, which includes the arrest, the trial, the death and resurrection of Jesus, finishes with this commission. The commission to his disciples to carry on that same ministry in the light of the cross, the empty tomb and the exaltation of the risen Lord. In this sense, Matthew's gospel is not a closed book as the final chapter is being written in the mission and teaching of Jesus' disciples. We are invited to continue to write that final chapter today. We can be confident in our appointments as Christ ambassadors because all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to him. Can we be effective ambassadors as Benjamin Franklin was in France? We're invited to share the good news of Jesus through our words and actions wherever we go so that the people we encounter have the opportunity to respond to the grace and mercy of Jesus. When Isaiah was commissioned by God, God said this, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Isaiah replied, Here am I, send me. Are we willing to give the same answer to Jesus' invitation to go and make disciples, to go for him? Will you say yes to Jesus? Here am I. Send me. Let us pray for God's help with that. Heavenly Father, we thank you that Jesus invites us to follow him, to be his disciples. And we thank you that he made a way for us on the cross to be reunited with God. We thank you that Jesus invites us to come to him, to find rest and learn from him. And we thank you that Jesus invites us to be co-workers with Christ as we go for him, making disciples of all nations. We pray for the help of the Holy Spirit. By his power, help us to go Help us to make disciples. Help us to baptize them and teach them everything they need to know so that they can continue the mission of God's church and spread the good news. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been a podcast from St. Bart's. To learn more or to take a next step, 
visit stbards.com.au.